You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hi, y'all. It's Amir Yasai with The Take On for the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm here with my lovely friend, our bravo liberty obsessed David Yontif. Did I get it right? Yontif. Yontif, but it was close enough. How are you? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, my name is Amir Hassan Yasai, so I always want to make sure that everyone I pronounce their name perfectly because I get my name gets butchered left and right. So I get can it. <laughs> I, can I just tell you that when I introduce people on my show, I am so shameless. I like mispronounce so many names, just like right to someone's <laughs> face. And I don't mean to, but it just, right. and I've mispronounced first names before. How disgusting is that? Well, some people have some wackadoo first names, let's be honest. Um, especially in the Bravo world, we have a lot of wackadoo names, so I don't blame you. <laughs> but, okay, so one time I had on The Cookie Lady. I don't know if you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. This past season, there was The Cookie Lady. And there oh, was honey, the- of course I know The Cookie Lady. She caused quite a stir. <laughs> right? So Miss Cookie Lady was on my show, and I mm-hmm. called her Shayna. And if I just actually mm-hmm. looked at the name, she was like, darling, it's Shiana. Like, it was spelled Shiana. If I just took three seconds to really look at what I was reading, <laughs> I'm like, I am so <laughs> embarrassed. Like, that's disgusting. Well, I mean, listen, it's like I worked as a publicist for years and I worked with all kinds of talent, crazy names, people from Romania. It's hard to not mispronounce, but I think it's being gracious and being like, I tried at least, you know, so uh, as long as your heart's in the right place, um, I think it it doesn't matter so much. I wanted to ask you, speaking about Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, the news dropped today. They're putting two new housewives in. one is an actress and one is like a YouTube star. So, and they're, they're very young. So 30 and 33 and 35. What are your thoughts about this new casting kind of trying to trend a bit younger? Yeah. And I didn't know, like, is the Atlanta thing definitely confirmed? Like that's happening. Cause I read so many different things and heard so many different things. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. I thought it was confirmed. And then like hours later, I was like, oh, is this really confirmed? So I didn't know. Interesting. But- well, I mean, you. T- I mean, I feel like you would know better than me. So if you're saying that it might not be 100%, then it might not be. You know how they do this, like, casting news, and they try to kind of get in there and, and give you some, you know, they try to bu- make it buzzworthy. So, And then there's a picture of Nini on the bottom. So I'm like, are they saying that Nini's now replaced by them? I was kind of confused. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Nini's like is the phoenix that never dies. I'm like, she just keeps rising again and again. I'm like, girl, do how you many know, times are you leaving? Seriously. And do you know that I've said this? Like, 
I sometimes on my show don't really say a lot, I, you know, just because it's mostly guests now. And I'm like, all right, I'll keep my opinion to myself. But when mm-hmm. I go on other shows, I give my opinion. But this I've said, I think Nini is the most, this might be a controversial statement to you, but let's not get in a fight this early on in our relationship. But I think Nini is the most overrated housewife in the history of housewives. No, David! (laughs) We're off to such a good start. I mean, I don't hate you. I just think that what Nini has done, it's kind of set up the trajectory for the Bethany's of the world and, and all of the other housewives that have kind of monetized. Like, she always knew how to, like, bob and weave. That's what I always liked about her. I just, I feel like she's bad at the reunion. Like, every reunion, I'm like, oh, Nini, you let me down again. Um, but other than that, she, I, I'm really here for her. You but love she always her. lets me down. I love her. I really do. I mean, I, but I love all the OGs. Like I love Teresa. I love, um, Vicky. I, my, my uncle, by the way, did, um, plastic surgery for her. So very intimate, like know a lot about her. Um, so I love Vicky and I, I just love all the OGs, you know, the Bethany's, the Jill Zarin's. Like, I just, I like the, the people that started it. You know what I mean? I well, I I I do know what you mean. I like some of the people that you mentioned. Um, no, I mean I get it. I just think Atlanta to me is it's all stars. Like I think this past season of Atlanta was just all stars. Like Kenya Moore to me, like I don't even know why. I don't know how she ever could have been gone. She is just she's everything. the best. Kenya Moore hair care. <laughs> I love her. Right. <laughs> But like I do to your question, I do think that this is the trend. Like I I believe it. It's happening. Like look at Leah and look at like Bronwyn. I think the we are hiring. Like I don't think you can get hired anymore if you are in your 50s. I just don't think it's going to happen for a while. Absolutely. And they, you know, they want like they want housewives obviously with some kind of platform. And uh, like, there was kind of some news about Lydia coming back to OC because she had kind of teased about wanting to come back. And I guess she's doing some kind of web series with her mom. Um, I don't know. I think that like, there is a lot of interesting humans um, like that are kind of coming back to housewives and maybe like doing it once you kind of figure out the ropes and then you come back. I think when you come back again, they always do a better job. I feel like they're kind of more settled. Uh, I think so. I like when they come back. Like when Kenyon came back, I felt like she was a lot more sure about what she was doing. She kind of was just like, okay, this is my direction. I'm going to stick. I'm going to be a lot more. I'm not going to like constantly leave conversation. I don't like when they storm out because as a viewer, I'm like, this is not fun for me. Like you need to stay in the fight, you know, like fight it out. I need that. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. You know, I mean, that's always good, especially once I felt like we kind of lost each other on the Nini thing. But who do you like, though? Let's talk about who you like. So who's a housewife that you're like, okay, I will go on a deserted island with you. I will go to the ends of the earth with you. I will give you my account number. Like, who is like your number one? I mean, okay. so do you want who's on the show now or just like. Oh, it can be anyone. It could be. Like, all-stars. Like, for me, my favorite all-star of all time is Phaedra Williams. So, I love Phaedra. Like, she never comes back. I don't care. She will always be a housewife to me. So, like, for me, I'm always... Oh, yeah. I am obsessed. So, I, I like, yeah, truly and utterly obsessed with her. But I do want to hear... Okay, so, yeah, it can be anyone that's on the show or has left, either or. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. I have a very complicated thing with Ramona. Like... 
I have Stockholm Syndrome when it comes to Ramona Singer. If anyone spoke to me the way that Ramona Singer spoke to me or just Ramona's Ramona in real life. And like, if anyone treated you that way, I'd be like, you can go. I don't know if you could swear on here, but yeah, you can, of course. Okay. I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself. But the ruder Ramona <laughs> is to me, the more right. that I just love her. So I just right. have this thing with Ramona and you know what it is. It's like what I want in a housewife is not what I want in a human being. Do you know what I mean? No. So like no. Ramona, because I have a friend like, who's like Ramona and believe me, you don't want a friend like that. It will make you crazy. Like you're just, they love you and then they trash you. It's so confusing. It's a confusing friend to have, believe me. <laughs> it is right. I mean, so like Ramona, you know, of course I think, look, I think Bethany won housewives. I have issues with Bethany, like just in general, but like, look, Bethany kind of won the game. Right. So I respect that from Bethany. Um, those are the first two that come to mind that like, I would go to the end of the earth for you. And it's like, Ramona is such a, uh, I don't know. Like, it's not like she's a nice, wonderful person to me. I just, there's something about her that I love. You know what it is, David? It's good TV, right? It's like, at the end of the day, we want to see good TV. And like a lot of, of course, a lot of people are like, oh, that person sucks or they're not being a good person. But like, honestly, if you're like donating every weekend and going to the homeless shelter, like, yeah, that's great. But it's not really the best TV. And we're watching Bravo. We're watching, you know, Shaws of Sunset or The Housewives or Married to Medicine or Below Deck because we want to see some, for lack of a better word, some fucked up people. So when things come out, it's like, why, I don't know why people are so surprised. For example, like the Vanderpump Rules thing. When they're so surprised that these people are racist or like very crazy or kind of exclusionary or saying messed up things, I'm like, are you surprised? Like reality stars are not role models. Like they're supposed to be entertaining in some way. So they're going to obviously always go far left or right. Again, I'm not defending their behavior, but I'm saying if someone goes to a nice dinner and has a lovely conversation, it's not really the best TV, you know? Totally. And it's so weird because- no, I totally agree with you. So like on my show, I interview, you know, mostly Bravo celebrities past and present. Like I don't, to me, it's like if you were on the show like 15 years ago, I don't really care. I still want to talk to you. So a common theme that I- have from talking to all these, listen, you really see common themes in talking to all these people. So when you talk to these housewives that were on the show for one season, they all say the same thing. They're like, I came and I brought my real life and then I was gone. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's almost like they didn't understand that when they signed up, like no one's really interested in your real life, unless you're like a Teresa, a Luann, you know, like they're the gifts that keep giving, like, look at what Luann has going on in Teresa. But these other women that are on for so long, I really believe just, this is my true belief that you almost become like a caricature of yourself. And it, like, it is reality. I'm not saying it's fake, but like, your whole life becomes about the show. Like you almost learn what to do and what to bring. And then you have the people that made it like one season that were boring and you're like, oh, but they didn't want my real life. And it's like, no, sweetie, they don't want your real life. You know, <laughs> like they want your real life, but you have to know what to do when you get there. It's almost like Absolutely. I feel like I, sh I should teach a course. I mean, v Vicky, <laughs> no, it's true. V Vicky actually told me this. She's like, you know, you should start a consulting service for like people before they start in reality TV in the middle. And then like, cause I've given Vicky counsel. Great idea. Right. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. like, it is a great idea, Amir, but I just don't know what hour of the day that would happen in. 
I totally get that. It's like, there's so many great ideas. Like some, I was talking to someone and they wanted to do a makeup line for men. And I was like, I don't have any hours in the day. Like if you do it, I will like work with you, but I don't really have the time to go out there and like do it. So I, I get your, there's great ideas that come to our, you know, through our emails and you're like, uh, I don't know if I have the time, but I mean, listen, I think a lot of reality stars do need that help because I've had friends who have been on reality shows. I, you know, got real world, didn't end up doing it. But because if you watch a lot of reality, the problem with that is then when you come to do it, you want to be a caricature. And if you do that right off the bat, people are like, you're not being authentic. But like, if you look at Dorinda, like she has now become a caricature. Giovanni, Giovanni clip. Like, you know, it's like, she's almost just now a walking gif, which is fine. Like, that's awesome. And I love her. But like, it's like, you know, or there's people that are very reserved, like the Erica Janes, where you're like, you're not really showing us like much. Like, like she's let us in a little more, but like, I've worked with her and she can be quite a nightmare and like is amazing and does her job really well, but like can be kind of difficult. But like, I wish they would show that a little more on the show. Like, or, or like even her husband, like I love when we get glimpses of him. I'm like, give us more, you know, like that's what we're looking for. But you know, again, Bravo, people understand when you're on Bravo, it's like a business. So you don't want to let people in too much, especially if your husband's a lawyer, you know, like he has cases, et cetera. So I kind of get it, but I just, I just hope sometimes these younger people, like, you know, if this Atlanta happens, like if they're 33 and she's a YouTuber, she might let us in a little more, you know, like, cause she's pretty comfortable in front of the camera. So we'll have to wait and see. She might. Yeah, I totally agree. And to your point, I totally agree. Like yeah. the boring, like, I didn't know what to do. Right. That doesn't work, but you're right. Like yeah. you take like a Jennifer Aiden who. I used to be really good friends with, but I'm not, and I'm not trashing her just because we're not friends anymore. Okay. That's a whole nother story. Okay. It'll be in my book, but like, Oh honey, like, this happens. I get it. Right? I worked in Hollywood for almost you know 15 years. People, oh, I know how it is. People change. People change. But mm-hmm. like, no, they do. And like, to your point, like, right. Like when someone comes in and they're so thirsty and so hungry and they're a caricature right away, we as an mm-hmm. audience, I feel are, t- we're like too smart for that now. Do you know what I mean? Like, so we we're get way it. too smart. Yeah. And so now you're just trying because you're so thirsty and you're so desperate. And I don't mean Jennifer. I just mean like when someone does that, like you can't want it. It just has to be like, I didn't really want this show. I just got cast and here I am. Like, that's what I love. When I know that like, you're so hungry for this, I'm so turned off personally. Yeah. Same here. Or like, if you're hawking products like day one, I'm like, like, give us a chance to fall in love with you and then be like the Ramona or the Sonia. And you're like, okay, like hawk anything. Like, tell me to buy a toaster oven and I'm in, you know, like, but I have to first kind of fall in love with you. And then realize that, listen, you're getting paid lots of money to be on the show and you're promoting your business, which I'm all for. Like, again, as a publicist, like I get it as an entertainer. I get it. Like you're, but when you go in, I think the days of the Snookies and, you know, the Kristen Cavaliers from the Hills, those days are kind of gone because you can't really make these characters. Like they were able to do that. And we were able to kind of like, you know, suspend, you know, belief, but now people can't like, they're like, hello. Like I, I know what you're doing. Like I see your Instagram pop in. I know what you're doing and I'm kind of not here for it. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land. You know what they say? Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, um, who do you think, I wanted to ask you this question, who do you think does the best job of, kind of, out of the housewives, of like, promoting themselves, but also having a private life. Julie, who do you think has a bit of balance? Do any of them? You mean like just kind of what, like keeping it off camera and still promoting them? Well, not like keeping it off camera, promoting, but like also just like having a balanced life. They're not just like fully like, right. they're not just like making a hundred cookbooks like Teresa. Again, that's great. Like that's a great hustle, but there's not really a lot of balance. Like Right. And honestly, that's a good question. Cause I mean, that that's another common theme that I pick up on all these housewives I talk to on my show and just being friends with them all. Like, man, like your life becomes the freaking show. Every single waking moment is like, wait, like this can't happen now. We're not filming. I mean, it's really, if you really think about it, like all these people like admire these Bravo celebrities so much, but like when you really get to know them, but I'm trying to think who is really good about kind of keeping a balance and not really, well, you know, like, and I'm not just saying this cause she's my good friend is like Margaret Joseph's like, she has like a real business, you know, when the show's not filming, like she goes back to her real life. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, like she hasn't had cookbooks and products, she has products like the Macbeth collection and all this other stuff, but that's like her real business that existed before the show. And she hasn't really pushed it or promoted it on the show, which she could, cause it's a real business. Absolutely. That's a great choice. And I, I love her because it's like, you see her working, but she's not like, this is my new heel. And right. this is my, like, it's not like she's like kind of hawking her products. And I love her because even with the whole lawsuit thing, she was so authentic about it. And she opened instead of like, I feel like it's the worst thing you can do if you're a reality star is to run away from controversy. Cause I feel like, the producers are like, ha ha ha, we're going to find this person and we're going to like put them at the pool with you, like with the Dorit thing. Like we're going to kind of like stir the pot because that's their job. Like a producer's job is to stir the pot. So if you don't run away, like, okay, Margaret Joseph, she owned it. All right. Okay. So she's talking about it. So we're not going to like go and kind of stir the pot with it. Totally. I like like that too. And I think I mean, listen, if I were ever on a reality show, I mean, not that I have anything I'm thinking of off the top of my head, but I think if you have anything to hide and you're chosen to be on a reality show, I would just sign the contract, film, and then just be like, I I need to sit the whole world down and I just need to tell you everything that I have in my past. Like, here are all the dirty secrets. I said this once. This is on Instagram. Here's my Twitter from 17 years ago. I think that's what you do because it's going to come out a year, two years, four years. And I would just hire some crisis management person if I had something to hide and be like, we need to deal with this within the first year. And I want it out and over with. And I want to move on. That would just be me to your point. That's very smart. Like from a PR standpoint, a lot of publicists will like 
they do crisis management and a lot of people are like, we don't, I don't need it right now. It's like, you don't need it now. Cause you're not like you have a thousand followers, but when you have 5 million, there are literally people out there that are just screenshotting and oh, are right. watching to catch you. Like that's a business now. Like you can, you know, like I've had people come to me and be like, we'll give you 10 grand if you give us this. And I'm like, bitch, I signed an NDA. Oh, <laughs> like, right. But like a lot of people don't sign NDAs. Like if you're a nobody, you're not asking anyone to sign an NDA. So like, it, it's a very, kind of a swarmy world and if you can kind of, and the reason a lot of these housewives kind of become like a little bit like gangsters like you know Dorinda always says we're like gangsters on the Upper East Side because you have to be like there's something about canceling reality stars that as you've seen right now Bravo fired so many people like there is there is a there's kind of like a little bit of a target on your back you know and so um, speaking of targets on your back, there's a lot of Bravo celebrities that have, obviously, like, there's Jax Taylor. There's a lot of, like, super hated, like, you know, Bravo celebrities. Who's one that you're like, why do people hate them? Like, what about, like, is there anyone that, like, you've met that you're like, okay, they're not as bad as this, like, villain they're being painted out to be? Mm, that's a good question, too. And that's, that's a good question. I mean, and that's another thing. So I... Fine. Like I, I say this all the time. I am on the Real Housewives. I just have no fame or money from it. And I don't mean like look in the background and there I am. Like I feel because to me, it's like, listen, if I like, say, Deandra and I like Carrie Duber and I like Leanne, if you all hate each other, leave me the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? Like I like you. I like you. And I like you. And it is this built up wall. Like I won't talk about this person with that person or that person, but Leanne, like I personally, so, and, and I, okay, well now I thought of two examples. One is going to be a very controversial answer. Cause I get so much hate for this, but I'm very much the type of person that like, I will take you at face value. So, and I don't really believe in judging people for their beliefs. This is just me. I like to judge people based on like face value. So like, for instance, like if you had beliefs that were so different than mine, as long as you were good to me, like when we were like, it could be totally different. Like we can talk about it, but like in a way, like what do I care what your beliefs are? Like my beliefs are this and your beliefs are that. And I don't need to convince you to think my way. I mean, I really think that's the whole problem with this whole damn country, but let's not get into that. So for instance, Leanne, you know, I like Leanne. Leanne, one-on-one, -on -one, to me, we have a great relationship. Like, I'm really good. Yeah, I love Leanne. Right? I live talked to her many times. Very nice. Very supportive of the LGBTQ community as well. Yeah, she's great. Right. And like, you know, she's fun to hang out with. You know what I mean? So like, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I, you know, have sat down and thought about like, have all her actions been correct? Do I agree with all her actions? That's a whole nother conversation. But like, to me, nothing has ever gone wrong. So like maybe someone like that, but here's the answer that's really gets me a lot of hate is I personally have a good relationship with Amber Marchese. See, and like everyone is like, people don't understand that. Like, cause they're like, I mean, listen, all that stuff with like Lance Bass and, you know, Michael Turchett and her husband, like, I don't say that I agree with their views on the world, but like, I personally one-on-one -on -one as like from human to human have got, like have nothing wrong with Amber. Does that make sense? It does. And I, I think what you're basically, what I'm hearing is like, you're just allowing the person like you know when you, you meet someone and everyone's like this person fucking sucks and then you get to know them and you're like oh my god like I kind of gel with them and and so I get what you're saying because you know 
every celebrity, no matter if they're B-list, A-list, D-list, they're going to come with some kind of gossip around them. So you're just saying basically you're allowing that person. Because like before I met Leanne and before I talked to her, I was like, I mean, she said some really vile kind of racist, in my opinion, you know, me being Middle Eastern on the show. And then she was painted as a villain. And but, you know, she also like apologized and owned it. So in my opinion, before I met her, I was like, okay, well, she did some vile things. She apologized and she's moving forward. But then when I met her, she treated me lovely. So I'm like, I I can't like, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to excuse her past behavior, but I'm also not going to hold it against her forever. Cause again, like that's just, I feel like the cancel culture in this country can sometimes be extreme, but I also think we need to keep people accountable but we also have to understand these people are not running for office. Like they are reality stars on Bravo. Like I'm not saying like, don't fire someone for saying something racist, but also realize like you shouldn't be so people are being so shocked by it. Like, I don't think it's shocking. They're not role models. Right. So I don't know why we're, why we're putting that on them, you know? And like, especially in Leanne's situation and I'm not like justifying her over everyone else, but like, I also think there is to my point, like, when you're on the show and you're, you know, not your first year, second year, like there is this, well, there's cameras rolling. So like these women as a whole or Bravo liberties as a whole, like they're look at, there's a situation that's created at Bravo, especially with housewives that, I mean, this is any job, but specifically I think housewives, it's like day one, it's like your job's not stable. Like, you know, going in, if you don't, then you're an idiot, but I mean, everyone gets fired, everybody, whether it's the first year, 13th year, like you're, I mean, Vicky's gone, Tamara's, like you will get let go. So there is this like thing of like, I need to keep my job, you know, 60,000 becomes 120,000 becomes when you're into like the three, four, five and plus hundred thousands, you want to keep your damn job. So I think there is this, this has nothing to do with Leanne, but like when it's done on TV, which I know a lot of the people who were fired, it wasn't done on TV. You know what I mean? Like there is this, like you are trying to say things like to keep your job and you need to say some crazy things. That's just why you keep your job. Absolutely. And it's, and people don't understand it's like a business. Like it, it, the only difference is that in an office, you would try to impress someone above you. Right. But here you try to have a fight with them or like, you know, like, you know, whatever you, you have like Jennifer Aiden talking about her house and then like fighting and then maybe having a fight with whatever, Melissa Gorga, like you start like aligning yourself with the, with the kind of the people that are above you and you start fighting because then people are, you're relevant. Everyone's like, Oh my God. Like so-and-so is fighting with Teresa. Okay. This is a good housewife. Like we're, they were kind of boring before, but like, okay, now we see them and Oh, and now they're friends again. Okay. This is great. So like people want that trajectory. And again, sometimes that can go too far, too far, like with Leanne or it can, you know, land. And again, I always want, I always wonder like with the firing, right? Like I, I wonder if you have any, like, if you can illuminate us on this topic. Cause like Andy Cohen, a lot of times will say, I had nothing to do with it. Like the whole Vanderpump rules. Do, does the production company fire them or is it Bravo? Like I always get really confused as to who's doing the firing. I mean, I thought it was Bravo. Like I thought that Bravo has like the final say. That's what I thought. And like the network and, you know, like I even think like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I even think like at the NBC level, they get involved with things like Astasi. You know, when it's like one of your network's biggest stars, so to speak. That's what I thought. I thought that when it's someone like that, that there's a lot of people involved. 
Interesting, huh? That kind of makes sense. I, I would, but like, it's funny that like any Cohen kind of doesn't want to be involved in any of the the drama, so he's like kind of out of it. What are your thoughts about him? Like, watch what happens live. Like, do you think that like that show is is good? Like for the Bravo shows, like, do you think it's like it's an important thing that we need, or like, what are your thoughts about watch what happens live? I'm curious. I mean, that is a very good question. Um, I mean, I think it's brilliant if you want to go from an executive position to like talent that this is an example of it being done very successfully like do you like do you like watch what happens do you think they need that show or do you think that there's so much going on like with instagram and now cameos and that there's just enough out there that we don't even need it I mean, I go back and forth because sometimes he has guests that I'm like, oh, I would have never watched an interview with like, I don't know, Goldie Hawn. You know what I mean? Like, or he'll have certain people like, I'm like, I'm not going to sit down and watch an interview of like her on a talk show. But like, it's kind of cool that because I'm watching like Housewives before and then it kind of bleeds into Watch What Happens Live. I'm like, oh, okay, like I'll watch this. But I mean, I think that I need to be hosting it. I think someone younger needs to be, and I'm, I'm joking, but like, I would love to host it. But I'm just saying like, I think someone younger needs to be hosting. I feel like sometimes Andy Cohen seems so serious and it's like, he's just trying to be like on the level with Anderson Cooper. And I'm like, you don't need to be in, like, he's trying to be a reporter, but like a little shady. And I just wish he would like pick a lane. Um, but I was wondering, like, do you ever think that sometimes when they do the like recaps, like, I'm like, we're all watching these shows. So like, he's like recapping the previous episodes. And I'm like, we've already watched this. So like, sometimes it feels a little boring to me. But, well, I say that all, but you know, it works. For no, him. I mean, I didn't need to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. say that all the time mm-hmm. about a lot of these Bravo podcasts. I personally, this is just mm-hmm. me. I've, I've been, I've said this right. many times in interviews I've done. Like I personally, this is just me. This is why I started my podcast behind the velvet rope. It's not a shameless plug. It's just, I don't understand the recap podcast, the hot takes, the deep dives. I don't understand sitting around and talking about what we saw on the TV a hundred different ways. I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, and let totally, I think they just need one good after show. They need like, they just need one good after show. Not what what happens live because that's like, he's like interviewing people. He's asking shady questions on top of covering the episode. They just need one good after show to just like cover it carefully with like a panel, like three people, and then just have a nice discussion. Not like Jerry O'Connell or like Andy Cohen, like these kind of like very white, very straight acting, very like cisgender white men. I'm like, you can find someone interesting, like kind of remember our people's couch. Like if they yeah. kind of did that version after show, like style, like, okay, we're going to have three girlfriends watch Roni and talk about it after. Like, I think people would watch that instead of like making it so like CNN, I'm like, or, or like very like Jimmy Kimmel. I'm like, we don't need that. You're almost, that's not, horrible. you're almost asking for like a podcast after show, like three people sitting around like podcast style mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like what they did with lady gang. Like right. I feel like on E they did lady gang and it was like, it was like, great. It was like three girls getting together, talking, breaking shit down. And that's like kind of what we need. And I feel like Bravo sometimes gets so like highbrow with it. And I'm like, we're talking about summer house finger bang. Like when I was on a podcast, we're talking about finger banging people. I'm like this, it's very lowbrow. Like right. let's just own it for what it is. Like they're peeing in a corn field. Like, you know, like sometimes I think Bravo is like trying to elevate its brand, which I'm all for, but then I'm like, you're, but you realize these shows are kind of ridiculous. Right. Like, I mean, like, That's what we love about yeah, it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of what it's based on. Right. Like you can't have it both right. 
ways. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I, I've also had housewives or just Bravo celebrities in general on my show. They come on my show. I ask all these questions. Uh, you can answer the damn question any way you want. There are people that have come on. Like I had Heather and Terry Dubrow on my show from the OC together. They are so, and you know what it is sometimes, and this this didn't shock me. It's exactly what I expected. They are so, they're, they're lovely, but they are so media trained. I mean, I read an article the night before my episode with them came out. It was in Hollywood Life. And I. this is how crazy I am. I was like, Hollywood Life, somehow, someone stole my audio. And my like one of my friends was like, what do you mean? I'm like, these, these answers that Heather is given are the exact, literally, I'm not even kidding you, like the exact words, like sorority. There were so many buzzwords that are so obscure just when asked a certain question, but they didn't, of course. And then like my interview came out and it like, it got a lot of press or whatever, but it was like good press because Heather and Terry are so careful. I asked them, this was after Kelly Dodd and all that COVID stuff. I mean, I was asking a lot of questions, but I said like, listen, you know, Kelly is all over the place, like because of COVID, she's really making these insensitive COVID. And like, what do you guys think about how Kelly is handling COVID? And it was dead it wasn't, they were, they were like, they understood like anything you say, positive, negative. <laughs> they were just like, there was literally no answer. I had no answer. That was a great question though. You really put them on the spot, especially with media trained people. It's so tough to get a genuine answer out of them. I'm like, hello? Like, can you like give me what I, that's what I love about Leanne. Like when I did the oh, interview God, with her, like yes. she was just so honest, you know, she was just like, they bought bots. Like, that's why they have a lot more followers than me. Like, they have bots that then attack. Like, she was just, like, so just didn't care. And, like, totally. but that's what people want. They don't want this, like, and nothing against Heather and, um, you know, Terry. Terry. Like, I love them. But, like, they, they, it's that, that media training is great if you're an actor because you're doing press junkets. But when you're a reality star, it's like people want that a bit more loosey-goosey energy. but Right, totally. And and I always go there. Like, I'll always ask the hard questions, and that's the thing. It's like, with very few exceptions, most people will just answer. And then the, I've had a situation recently, I've had, well, I've had more than one situation, where then it, like, blows up in the press, and it's in all these magazines, and it's like, bitch, you fucking said this. I didn't tell you to answer this. I asked you the most, and that's the other thing. A lot of times I will ask, an innocent question. Like, tell me about so-and-so. You could say anything. She's gorgeous. She's pretty. She's rich. She's fat. She's young. She's a great mom. I didn't lead you down any road. The fact that you took it to like the dirt, don't look at me. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of times, like you said, like when people come on, they just let loose, but that is kind of what you, it's just like a different genre. It's like, that's what you are paid for. Kind of. Absolutely. People want you kind of to be a little, a little bit unhinged. That's why we like Sonia Morgan. Oh like we want someone, you know, that's like clearly gotten a facelift and then is like, oh, I just stopped eating chips. So like you want someone like that. Like you want someone that's kind of just kooky bananas. Like it's fun. It, like that's why we watch Bravo. That's why we're addicted to it. You know, we love it and we're very much here for it. And I mean, anyone that's listening to it that, you know, loves Bravo, definitely go see, go see, go listen to Behind the Velvet Rope, um, David's podcast. And um, you have an untitled book coming out, uh, hopefully next year, um, spilling some Bravo secrets. So we can't wait for that. 
Hopefully it'll see. You know, the thing about writing a book is everyone says it's hard. I honestly have to say writing the book was not easy, but it wasn't hard. It's when the book is written Mm -hmm. and 800,000 people are now involved. Now it's just like, but wait, I thought this was done. And it's like, oh my God, the drama is just beginning. It's like, there's so many more steps. So hopefully next year. There's so many steps. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I under, I feel your pain. I've actually written two novels and I've done the whole press junket thing with the book and it's really a lot. So just strap in. It's exhausting. I mean, I I was very young, so I kind of like it was just like I don't want to do this anymore. It's I mean, it's a lot, but like because you have interviewed all these people and you know how Bravo works and you know how press works, like you'll be fine, but it's just it's yeah. a lot. I mean, and and people, you know, people like especially a book like this people want it and you know people want to read about bravo so i think it's going to be great um i can't wait to read it and just tell everyone where they can follow you so they can see your lovely interviews i mean you pretty much interviewed i thought i'd had a lot of interviews with bravo people but you've definitely outdone me i mean you've talked to everyone at well, Bravo. you and i can swap people like when you see people i have that you want and vice versa we can be like hey let's swap um, okay, so yeah, right, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, that be nice? Um, everyone could find mm-hmm. me on Instagram at Behind Velvet Rope, and Apple, the actual podcast, is Behind the Velvet Rope, but on Instagram, it's just Behind Velvet Rope. There's no the. So listen to my show, it's fun. I love it. You're one of the hardest working people. Um, I mean, you're having a show come out, what is it, four times a week? That's insane. honey, we're going to five days a week, August 1st. Oh my God, you are putting everyone to shame. I'm I love not, it. No, um, you're definitely killing when, it. <laughs> listen, when your show is still here in a year and I'm like laying in the ground somewhere, like just dead or sleeping, like, you know, the joke will be on me. <laughs> <laughs> you are too much. Thank you so much for being here um, for the take on for the Broadway Podcast Network. I love talking to you and thank you for spilling all that tea from bravo we love it thank you so much thank you for having me you are awesome love your podcast thank you so much thank you bye everyone thanks for listening to this episode of the take on the take on is produced by dory berenstein and alan seals edited by kyle moore and is a proud member of the broadway podcast network You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.